Hello, this is Joe, founder of Four. In less than a month's time, Four will celebrate her first birthday, and it's been an amazing ride for not only me, but all of the Four community. Within the space of just 12 months, we've achieved significant milestones. 75,000 plus visitors monthly, close to 7,000 Twitter followers, 44 podcast episodes, which include season one of The Forecast, Transform miniseries, which has now wrapped its second anthology, the launch of Forecast India, and plans to launch other Asian, South African, and USA editions next season. We have 7,000 plus listeners to our podcasts. 75 videos, which include our innovative podvods, which are bite-sized video pods for busy LFC fans who can't listen to hour-plus long shows. 10,000-plus comments per month. Think about this for a second. 10,000-plus comments per month. That's up there with some of the top LFC or even sports websites in the world. We have achieved all this without a single cent, but that doesn't mean all of this was free. I have been underwriting the costs of four for a whole year, but I can't continue to do so in perpetuity. So I'm asking, please visit our Patreon site at www.patreon.com slash four and become a patron of four starting at just one dollar. You've read, watched, listened and commented on our work. We've laughed, cursed, celebrated and grown together in the 16-17th season since we went live. Now, will you partner with us as we continue down the path of exciting growth and new opportunities? For just a mere price of a coffee, you can help us stay afloat and energize us to continue the work we started. So, let us be your high for the one cup of coffee you didn't drink. We won't let you down. Always remember, we are one, we are four. Thank you. You are listening to the 2017 summer edition of Transfor. So, well, if um, Joe's uplifting and soothing voice doesn't convince you to uh, to help us out by going to the uh, Patreon site Joe mentioned, um, maybe this uh, absolutely brilliant uh, uh, upcoming show will do the trick. 
Hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, fellow Reds all around the world. Welcome to number five of the four-piece transfer show. Um, today we will be talking about the strikers, hence I named it Striker Pose. Um, we've got a, a brilliant group of people. It's, um, I think it's the smallest group we've, we've done this with. Um, but... Um, we started the season with, uh, or at the end of the season, we said, okay, hold on, we got four weeks to spare before the window officially opens. Um, let's have a show where we talk every week about a line. So we did the goalkeepers, safe hands. We talked about the defenders keeping it tight. Um, we had, a, I thought, a brilliant show um, about the midfield, keep, to, keep the motor humming. And we wanted to end the show, um, a streetcar named Penetration, uh, last week uh, talking about the the offense um, and after one and a half hour uh, we decided that we hadn't even talked about the strikers yet so um, that warranted a, a new show that's this one so um, welcome um, I'm Eric from uh, 4FOAR foresight.com Fields of Enfield Road a website all about Liverpool FC so welcome welcome um, let's dive straight into all the brilliant people I have with me. Um, Christian? Hello. haven't missed a single one of these. You're, you're, you're almost Mr. Transform now. Um, so, <laughs> right, welcome you here. Vez, good to have you back. Hi. I thought you would say a lot more, so I took a sip. Um, uh, Mental, hiya. Hi, man. Hi, everyone. And uh, last but certainly not least, Nam. Actually, reminding myself that I always mentioned you last year, and so I put you up front, and then I started to read from the bottom on my notes. Yeah. So how cool know, is right? that? So I, um, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it because I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling. I'm feeling least. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you certainly aren't. That's why I wanted to end with you. Know, um, like everybody. Like like all the top players always come on the pitch last, or maybe not the top players, but the ones that that make them feel special. You know the Cristiano Ronaldo's and 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 Daniel Sturridge's. All those lads always always come on as as the number eleven on the pitch. So um, okay, I'm feeling slightly better now. Yeah yeah. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about the um, uh, the strikers today. Uh, obviously, we will dive into a bit of the transfer news because that is where this transfer show originates from, just talking about transfers. Um, but aside from uh, talking about football, um, there's something that is much more important in life. Um, today, the news broke that six uh, suspects will face criminal charges over the Hillsborough disaster. Um, one of them, and I will not mention his name, um, will be indicted with um, uh, manslaughter for gross negligence on 95 accounts. Um, take that in. Um, the Echo put on a brilliant plea um, that social media guidance as a legal process um, could harm the case against them. So... Um, I want everybody to uh, refrain from talking too much about it. Uh, we don't want to give them the idea that they can plead that they did not get a fair trial because these lads need a fair trial. So um, 
our thoughts are with the friends and, and families and um, everybody involved in in, uh, uh, in, in the Hillsborough disaster, um, uh, families of the 96, um, everybody involved in the club um, and all the um, s- social people doing doing all their best to um, to keep going out there and keep getting justice for the 96. Um, it's all that's that. Uh, just felt I had to mention it. So, um, having said that, uh, let's go back to football. Um, the biggest news, um, well, it's it's not really big news. It's all a bit rehashed, would you say? Um, Virgil van Dijk is not for sale. Jason, Southampton coming out with the statement today. Yeah, I think that's a bit of a blow for us, to, to be honest. I mean, he was uh, pretty much number one on our... Uh, you know, uh, our wants, if you like. So, um, so definitely a position that we we um, need to find someone. So, yeah, we'll just have to to go out and see uh, who else is on the market. I mean, on on the plus side, um, it's a lot of money to pay for a defender. You know, even if, when we were talking about fifty million or whatever. So, hopefully, we can find someone who's maybe below the radar at the moment who who will come in and do a good job for us yeah thing is is it an actual plea to say we're not going to sell or is it you will have to pay the 70 million to sell well that 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 sentence you mentioned was only the first part or part of the first part of the statement i've got i've just opened the echo here and is uh, quoting them there may be players that go on the basis it is the right thing for them and the club at that given time. But we don't expect that to be wholesale and it's simply doing sound business in the transfer window. So there's, that's not denying any sale. It's just a mean statement that they, um, like a signal to, to Liverpool or other uh, possibly interested, interested clubs that they have to pay huge money to, to, to get players away from them. That's that's my interpretation of the thing. That's in no way is stated there that <laughs> they don't sell. He's not for sale, but under certain circumstances, and if it's the right thing for both the club and the player, <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, so I there think is an open door there. It's probably a hint at opening the door again. Yeah, because well, we obviously been um, uh, been released from any charge that we did anything wrong. Which obviously yeah. uh, isn't isn't pushed. I think Southampton will have had a bit of evidence for it, and we we talked it over with them. Said we will publicly uh, uh, publicly um, publicly um, apologize, and and then you don't send in that piece of evidence, and all is fine. Something I mean, like may I add something? I mean, we know the, the information last week or and, and over the last few days was that the, the was what was leaking through. Uh, several journals mentioned mentioned that more or less. Some here, some there, that they won't sell at any price to us. Van Dyke. Now the 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 the, the boss of the club, uh, Mr. Reed, says um, under certain circumstances, etc. etc. As, as I quoted. So this is uh, moved in our direction. They know exactly that uh, they will never get the, the value of playing from Van Dijk if he wants to move away than 
um, if they would sell. Yeah. So it's just about the money. Well, that's good news because it seems that we are happy to pay uh, through our doors for a couple of players. So that's good news then. Um, we'll see how that develops. Um, mental, um, word on the street is that Oxo Chamber, which I prefer over the Ox, um, or just Chamber, which I like even more, um, is going to um, say no to... A, 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 We'll have a contract standoff. He will say no to the new proposed deal by Arsenal. Um, and uh, basically, with that, force a move. Um, would you be happy if he does that? Are you being oxist? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. That is bonus points. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the winner of tonight. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Bingo. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, such a, it's such a weird one, isn't it, the Ox one? Because you know everyone's kind of scratching their heads, going, "What? Why? How come? Where would he play?" And what, you know, and he's he's kind of got a bit of a checkered checkered sort of history at Arsenal, uh, and he's got a massive injury record, and it's it's a bit of a head scratcher, really. Um, uh, and it's hard to piece together. I, I'm wondering if it's a uh, if it's an alternative for Lalana, you know, so that we don't have to play Lalana twice a week, you know, until he breaks. Yeah, until um, his groin. That kind of thing, and perhaps back up one of the wing positions as well. Um, it's. I, th I think a lot of our, we do focus a lot on people who have contract disputes, and if, if they have some qualities that we think are quite good, then, uh, you know, we do tend to try and chase them, because it's so hard getting players anyway. So we use these contract situations to uh, try and get um, get some players in. Uh, so it sort of seems to be a bunch of things coming together. Um, I'm surprised that he... I think if he was going to stay at Arsenal, I think they would have sorted it out by now. You know, I don't think... I, at first, I thought it was just the agent trying to get a pay rise out of them. Um, but, you know, I think, I think if you're going to stay at a club, it, it tends to go fairly smoothly. You know, which I, I'm a little bit worried about Emre Chan in the same, um, in the same vein. Yeah, there's not that much talk about Emre, though. You know, once, no. in, once in a blue moon, somebody says, oh, yeah, Juve is interested. But yeah. Oxlade-Chamberlain, it's it's both London journalists reporting it and pretty reliable sources in and around Liverpool report about it. So yeah. it's not just... It's such a strange one because he's linked to Chelsea as well, I think. And uh, I think there's another... Uh, there's a link to another club. I forget which one. Um so it's it's a hard one to to uh, to fathom, really. Um, I think also that I think there's some complications for us in the transfer market because uh, with the prices of the of Van Dijk and, and of uh, Cater, Nadi Cater being so high, you know, being up at the, the seventy million pounds sort of level, um, there there has to be you have to sort of go back and and do run the numbers again and see what, what's your priorities because. Um, chances are you're only going to get one of those players yeah. at that price. We wanted, to do, we wanted to do another Inaki Williams or uh, Julian Brands or um, uh, the, the sporting uh, lad, Martins. Um, yeah. They're all 50. We can't do that because, well, we've paid 15 more for this and 10 or 20 more for this. So 
Chamberlain yeah. seems yeah. to be at 25, seems to be uh, a very good deal. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a matter of getting a, a squad player uh, that we need. I mean, we need depth in the squad, don't we? Um, I am worried about his injury record, though. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's... Let's hope he turned the corner because obviously he's young. Um, he, he, he's, he was still growing and developing. Um, he's, he's now 23. He still isn't tall, but you know, his, his body stopped, uh, stopped growing. So you'd say this is what it is. Um, but he's 23, played well over 150 games, played Champions League, played international tournaments, um, won three or four FA Cups with Arsenal. Um, you can play him in the Wijnaldum role, in the Lalana role, Mane Salah, perhaps Coutinho role even. Um, so, you know, he's he, he's an option for, for loads and loads of places. Um, and he's got... 11 assists last season as well. So um, the end product is getting better as well. So he's been around that long that you forget he's only 23. So there's good years to come. And then Klopp is a, is a very good buy because he, he knows Wenger is a player uh, or a, a manager that, that can easily, you know, um, help you out as a player. But... Um, He's and he came from Southampton. And he came from Southampton, so that's another box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the boxes are ticked. You have a Southampton history? Well, that's fine then. <laughs> well, that should mean that we we pay 35. So. Is there a bit of a symbolic thing there as well? You know, signing a player from Arsenal. Um, we've just kind of taken their habitual place in. Uh, in the league standing, and then oh, I like it. I like it. Players yeah, as well. Yeah, we've definitely pipped them. Um, you know, kicking it's, sand it's in their the Raheem face. Sterling. It's their Raheem Sterling, and he he joined City because City had um, well, it was a, a bigger club at the time. Um, don't know, maybe it still is today. But um, you know, it it really changes the narrative from we lose players to our top four competitors to well we'll take your player we'll take your big talent you've spent six years developing thank you for that lad that is really on a symbolical level very very high I really want that <laughs> okay so um, mm. we'll have to wait for Oxley chamberlain um, Vez Nabi Keita came out today with a bit of a weird statement or two weird statements really um saying that one day he wants to play for a big club or the biggest clubs in the world. And he mentioned Manchester City being one. Um, and he saw him play there. Um, he also said say um, that he'll forever remember the city, whatever happens. He's on the move, isn't he? Yeah, I think that means that that she, he's... Saying goodbye to his home in Leipzig, and well, where he'll go—that's a different issue. I think it will be a tight race to, to sign him. I think plenty of, of interest has developed over the past season, and for me, there is no doubt that that is a top player, and and wherever he goes, he'll be a key player. So. 
it's going to be tough for Liverpool to get him. But if we fail to get Van Dijk, if if this standoff with Southampton ends badly for us, then 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 I think we should go all out and try to get him. If not, well, like Mental said, I don't see us spending 70 million or, on two players at the same time. So, And I think Van Dyke is whew, more of a priority at this point. I think the centre-back position needs definitely needs a proper upgrade in the starting lineup, as opposed to, to the midfield, which only requires, you know, an upgrade on what, what we have overall. Which is, which is tough, because our midfield is perhaps one of the deepest and, and uh, best in the league. Yeah, but if you, I don't know, you, you get rid of the likes of Kevin Stewart and get Naby Keita, then you've done a brilliant piece of business. I oh mean, yeah, yeah, you, absolutely, absolutely. So, in that respect, that, that's what I mean. But in defense, we definitely need a proper upgrade on on Lovren to to partner Matip in that starting eleven. So, I believe Van Dijk should be the priority, and I believe he is for Klopp and, and for Liverpool. But if we can't get Van Dijk, then then we definitely should go all out for Keita. What's is there a, is there a case that we are in for a midfielder, or are we absolutely in for just Nabi Keita? Well, I can't. Hmm? go on, Christian. Go on. Uh, in my opinion, he, we are absolutely in for Keita, and we are absolutely in for Van Dijk. I mean, it, it's it's it seems to be very clear this this transfer window um, who Klopp really wants, and uh, I am absolutely sure FSG is willing if. To spend big, they spend really big because it's it's. I don't know the exact terms uh, um, in English. Use used for poker, when you when you when you keep with a bid and want want to see the cards, and FSG wants to see what's what's possible, yeah, with Klopp and uh, if it's if it's really uh, possible to to go back to the top very quickly, yeah, to achieve something, and uh, uh, rather than spend just seventy million on one fantastic player, uh, they are obviously willing to spend. Even for two, on two, um, to really see what what's what's possible with Klopp and with the team. And uh, my feeling, my belly feeling is that that uh, we will go after both players and spend 140 million max. Well, we already spent nearly 40 on on Salah. Yep. And if we get, I don't know, Oxley Chamberlain for for like 20, 25, and both Van Dyke and Keita, that will be 200 million. I mean, yeah. are we really going to spend 200 million? I hope so, but are we? Well, the thing is, why wouldn't we? We've had, uh, over the last three windows, we've had a positive uh, positive spending. We set ourselves up, FFP-wise, to go real big. Well, FFP-wise, we can, we, can, we can go so incredibly deep. Um, and we've set ourselves up for this. It, it really feels to me that FSG um, said, "Okay, we've invested in this in this group of players, and they're really good. We've we've bought really good players. We've developed a few of them into really really good players and world class players. 
No, we bought in Coutinho in storage uh, on, on, on relatively young age or, or low money. Um, Emre Chan, um, well, Lovren cost a bit, but well, in today's market, 20 million for a defender is, is peanuts. Matip on a free, you know, all these lads are very young. We, we touched upon this on, on the last show as well, but the group's <clears> there and they didn't need to spend that big because, well, we didn't have European football. Um, we had quite some assets that earned us quite a big, big chunk of money. So um, there was no need. Obviously, it would have been nice if we had one or two more going into this season. Things would have been perhaps even a bit better. But um, realistically, we still wouldn't have won the league. So does it really matter? Um, but yeah, we're there to, to spend incredibly big. I'm 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 with Christian. I feel that if it's if it's possible, uh, the club will spend 150 million or 140 million on those two players. And it's 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 not just spending, and it's not just about their image. It's about an investment. When you when you think about where Liverpool Football Club is today is is today financially as a business. And then those those guys in over in in, uh, in Boston, they will have a look at uh, both Bavaria Munich or Real Madrid, Barcelona or Manchester United, and they, I th I think those guys are keen to 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 get up to that level in terms of merchandising sales and all that stuff, and uh, which would in turn again help to to uh, enable further investments. Yeah, and for that. The club needs to 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 get trophies. They need to to be on the big stage and shine there, to attract many more people than before. I mean, it, Liverpool is a is a famous club already, but um, from the business point of view, there's much more, yeah, much more to get out of it, business money wise, than than, than now. And for that, they make to, the the club as a t the team needs to to make the next step in terms of success. And this is much more difficult in the PL than, for example, in the Bundesliga or in the La Liga, maybe. And so um, they have to invest a lot of money to, to really ensure that this step will really be done, be made. Oh, I'll just, at this point, I'll just say I hope you, you two are right. <laughs> okay, well, we'll have to see. We'll have quite a few shows uh, over the summer to talk about this and, and see whether who's right. Um, so um, that is about us signing players um, there's a bit of news about players going out uh, Tom Brewitt um, and Maggia I hope I pronounce that right a Spanish young midfielder uh, were released from the academy earlier this year um, and they both signed for championship clubs um, Tom Brewitt will play for Boro and uh, uh, Maggia signed for Leeds um, well, all the best to them. Um, it's always a shame when when players leave the academy, doesn't it, Christian? You no, see not at all. Players leave. No, not at all. It's 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 a sign of a good success of the academy. It's a proof of success. Not not every player can become the next Messi or the next Gerard or whoever, but uh, uh, going through the academy ranks and then signing for a championship side in 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 the in England, uh, that's a that's a very good success. Bravo. <laughs> okay. No, really. No, no. no uh, I, I see what you mean. Um, I'm more talking about. Well, Brewitt was hailed as somebody who could potentially make the next step. Um, 
obviously he didn't because we released him. But um, in that sense, I thought it's a shame. But how you describe it, it's it's um, well hard to disagree with that. So um, that is the youngsters. Then a youngsters we we bought, but has had some terrible luck with his knees. Joe Gomez reportedly out on loan for Brighton. Uh, how do we feel about that? Anyone? It's not. It's already rejected by uh, reported by the Echo that that he will not go out on loan uh, and, uh, before Klopp has assessed the player. It came later uh, later on in the afternoon on the Echo, um, so this was in fact corrected. There's that then. <laughs> Put to bed. Thank you, Christian. <laughs> well, well, I think it's it, it's got to be a difficult to know what to do with him, hasn't it? I, I think because if is he's probably because especially because of injuries and so on, it's it's difficult for him to break into um, uh, or, or go in as the number three, which I think is we, we kind of need that number two or number three at the moment. Um, and if if he just stays to play under twenty threes, is that a good enough level for him to really develop? Uh, I, I think it's a it's yeah, it's a difficult decision to make on that one. I think you could probably make arguments either side. Yeah, I think it, 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 it's very difficult for him. Um, is he good enough to be the number three or number four <clears> if, if, if if we land Van Dyke? Uh, he'll be four, five, uh, and then number four, number five next to Clavon. Um So he'll play a bit in the League Cups, in in the FA Cup. Um, he'll play um, maybe one of the easier games, in, in, in you know, depending on the draw in the, in the Champions League. But that's that's it, Jim. Really. So yeah. Just, Sending him out on, on loan to a Premier League club, for me, that sounds like a brilliant uh, piece of business. Obviously, provided he gets the game time that he needs, so you, you need to find a club that has just sold his central defender. Send him out to uh, South if I, if I remember rightly, Brighton played some pretty good football last year as well, so if they carry on in that type of style next season in the Premier League, which is difficult, obviously, then um, I, I think that makes it a better move than, say, um, when Flano went out to Burnley because they play in such a defensive style. Yeah, I fully agree there. Um, would you say Huddersfield? Is, is he one where you say, we can only send one to Huddersfield? Um, is, he, is he the one? Perhaps, yes. It's similar again, isn't it? If Huddersfield carry on playing in the style that they did last season, then it makes sense, I think. Well, they keep uh, uh, Robert uh, Wagner, who's obviously one of Klopp's closest friends. Hard to, hard to, to, to see him change his style suddenly. While it's David. Well, it's been told to a ferry. Is it David Wagner? No. David Wagner. Mm-hmm. Right, thanks. Um, it's hard to see them them change into a very different style, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, you'd think so. It's just that sometimes teams go a bit more pragmatic, don't they, once they get promoted into the Premier League because 
that they want to hang on in the division. All right, um, that is it for the transfer talk. Or oh no, um, no one left. Um, <laughs> I almost forgot him today. Um, uh, it's it's it, it came out that uh, Sassignon, who's been uh, a long coveted left back option for us, um, decided to stay and, and stick with Fulham, uh, signing a three-year deal. Um, mental, that's good, isn't it? Loyalty. Young lad wanted to to stay at his own club. Um, yeah, he's pretty young as well. So young, so it's you know you can understand if he wants to stay at home. Um, I, I think uh, I, I'm not sure if he was a starter at Fulham or if he just he made a, he certainly made some starts, but I don't think he was a, a week in week out starter. Yeah, he did. Um, he, he was. Uh, he's actually he was in the team of the season, championship team of the season. Yeah, but I did, I'm, I'm pretty sure he didn't. He certainly wasn't playing 90 minutes every game. Um, I remember reading something about him. Um, so, um, and, that, and that's not surprising at that age. You know, it's very hard to do that physically, like they, anything else. Um, so, I mean, you can't really, you can't really blame uh, blame him with his parents probably saying, "Look, you could probably do with a bit more time." I think uh, the fact that it's such a short deal means he probably will be on the move fairly soon. It just means that uh, Fulham will get a decent price for him. Um, he played 31 games, uh, one game in the Premier League, two, three in the FA Cup, one in the EFL Cup, Championship playoffs. Played 25 games in the uh, in the Championship. So, yeah, there you go. and they have about what, 44 in the season, I think. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's somewhere around that in 900 games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. Um, the the thing, I mean, what he has to do is not stay at Fulham too long. It's you know if he's if he is a very very capable footballer, which he clearly is very good, um, he needs to move up uh, and and keep pushing himself at the next level and continues to improve. You know, I always think about Adam Lallana, and I just think he stayed at Southampton too long. You know, he was obviously better than that, and uh, but he stayed with them, whereas he probably should have accelerated his career. By moving up through different clubs, because um, you, you can get, I mean, because you know we've had to. He's quite mature. Or he's one of the senior players, but we've had to remove bad habits from the game because you don't get away with that in the Premier League. Um, mm-hmm. So he doesn't do nearly as many twirls and pirouettes now, um, and he, he needs to be more effective. And that's what you want um, from Sessegnon. And if you look at Barkley. You know, you can argue that his last two or three seasons at Everton have been uh, have not been very good for him. You know, his his, his game seems to have stalled somewhat. Um, so I, th- I think you have to move up to a level where you get both game time and improved coaching and have improved teammates. Um, to, you've got to keep progressing and, and make it up to that senior level. But that, uh, it, I don't think at 17 he really needs to worry about that. Well, not yet, at least. Well, not yet. It was one, one, one contract too early, one signature too early for him to move. At 17 years old, probably he was, was still uh, keen, to, keen to, to stay with, his, with the family. And um, he, he would not have got too much game time at Liverpool. He is too, bit, too good for the academy or for the, for the U23 even. And he is not good enough to be a regular starter for Liverpool Football Club first team. Um, because we are now going for the very, very big things. 
And um, so I, I fully understand his decision. But this is not excluding any deal in the, in the future because at 19 uh, or 20 years old, he might already be um, one of the of a, of a, yeah, the really professional starters from his skills and his, his, his increasing experience. Well, to counter that, Joe Gomez was 17 when we bought him. And he played the first eight games as a starter for us. And he did not look out of place. He had a, a bit of a poor game against uh, West Ham where they found out that he couldn't play that much with his with his left foot. But um, So they, they, they kept poking holes in him and, and, and the gap between Lovren and him. But, um, uh, well, he was 17. He, he could instantly play play on this on this level. So um, but, why shouldn't he? But that was the start with, uh, that was the, um, yeah, the, the, the final row of, of Brenton Rogers games, right? Where, yeah. where Liverpool ended up with 12 points in the Premier League after 10 games before uh, Rodgers was finally uh, given the bullet. Yeah, which Correct? wasn't really yeah, which wasn't really down to him. Mm. Yeah, but but uh, Gomez is a, is a probably a scouser, I don't know. No. Cessignon has his family at, at at Fulham probably and they would all have well yeah, he would have to part with his family going to Liverpool then. So maybe a I, different I think, situation family-wise. I think the situation of the club at the moment as well. I mean, we were just talking about it going for Van Dijk and Keita because we think we can challenge for the league this year and we want to go far in the Champions League. So it's kind of, as uh, Christian was saying, going all in. So um, signing a 17-year-old left-back when it is a position where I think if we get someone, you know, maybe 25 years old who's who can come straight into the team, and that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, there's rumours about um, the lad from Celtic, who's 21, but really seems a player. Tierney. Kieran Tierney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw him play for Scotland. Oh, he, he really looks a player. He really, really looks a player. So I'm hoping, uh, fingers crossed, we get him. And um, um, the lad from Hull, who's 8 million, which fits what we talked about earlier. If you're going to spend 140 million, um, well, you might not turn to, let's say, Hector for 20 or 30 million. Um, would you get in Andrew, Andrew Robertson for um, for eight? Vez, you've been a bit quiet on this. Yeah, I, I was never impressed really with Robertson. <clears throat> I think we should aim higher than that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm confident. Um, we touched upon this last few shows, actually. Um, I'm confident uh, Klopp wants to have Milner on the pitch. And yep. with all the names that, we, that we've that we bought, um, it seems very likely, you know, so um, from from the interviews that you, know, you read a bit and, and, and hear a bit, uh, it seems very likely that Milner is up for another season just because, because they couldn't land the target that they want or don't prioritize it as much as they do because they want Van Dijk and they want Keita. Uh, I, I mean, we can, in fact, read from 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 what Liverpool club, Football Club has done in the past three, four months on the transfer market or on the players' market. We can read um, Klopp's, uh, Klopp's strategy. He was he was going after Cessignon. 
who is, is a very young player who might challenge in the future and could be yeah, getting f- uh, closer to the first team, but not yet. So, in fact, it, it has already been looking like um, he was, um, Klopp was not willing to, to, to search for a new left-back this season. Next season might be a different different uh, situation, but um, he was not looking for a first for a top class left back. He was looking for a youngster to challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I think he will be looking to get one at least because you can't bank on on Milner playing sixty games next season, and Moreno's definitely on the on on the transfer list. Yes, definitely. He's obviously yeah. on the on the. Uh, we don't want you here anymore. So you can go at 15 million. Yeah. Adios, hombre. Um, okay, well, that is uh, all that we need to talk about transfers. Moving on to the official part of this show, um, which... Um, is obviously the strikers with the purchase of Mohamed Salah uh, he got the number 11 um, and um, well Firmino got the call somewhere on his uh, uh, on his wedding whether he wanted the number 8 and he said yes I do um, not sure if it's the number or just to his wife but um, well, well we'll never know that Um does that mean he's going to be our number nine for the rest of the season, uh, Jason? Um, I'm in two minds on Firmino as the number nine. I think uh, Klopp backed him as his main striker last season. Um, perhaps giving him that number is, you know, uh, kind of going a bit further in that direction again. Um and I think my main worry about him is whether he, he scores enough goals as a number nine. Um, and, it, and it kind of suggests that we're not going to go for a, uh, a big-name striker um, like uh, Aubameyang or, or Lacazette. So I, I, think we need, I think we need someone to challenge in that position um, and yeah, my, my, the, on the other side, my hope is that first half of last season, when he played centrally more often, he was getting good numbers, and I think he scored most of his goals in the first half of the season. So if he can stay central and he doesn't have to keep being moved wide because we've got more players who can play there now, I hope he can crack on and start getting the sort of numbers that you expect for a number nine. Otherwise, it's gonna. It might not look like such a good decision. Why? Why do we always think that uh, that number nine, that striker, that the, the guy that plays closest to the opponent's goal, has to score lots and lots of goals? I mean, <laughs> we've obviously been playing this last season a completely different style, where we engaged other players in attack, and and we had plenty of goal scorers and. If Klopp intends to continue with that approach, I think Firmino is going to be a huge success in that number nine role. He's brilliant at creating chances for others, bringing others into into the play, laying off 
a ball for, for others to shoot. And I really think he can be a, a success with, I don't know, 13, 14, 15 goals, not more. If you get 15 goals from Coutinho, if you get 15 goals from Salah, you, you get 15 goals from Mane, then why does Firmino have to score 20, 25, 30? I don't know. I don't necessarily think it's about the number of goals, but if you think of someone like Costa last season at Chelsea, how often did he make the difference for them in a game that was nil-nil and suddenly he gets one chance um, in in the 85th minute or something like that? Uh, I, I think that's what we we lack with Firmino in that position, personally. No, I don't. I don't agree with that, Jason. I mean, I, I it's a very. I know it's a very popular and widespread. Um, um, opinion to say we need an all-out all-out striker who scores 20 plus, 30 plus, whatever goals, who is very very good at at taking chances and converting. I know that, but the best strikers in the world, like Lewandowski for example, Aubameyang, they all waste a huge amount of chances. And Costa gets a fantastic service. That's why he gets to the ball and and then uh, he takes the chance. Okay, let's see how he does next season. And, um, I mean, if we would have done better, which was our job, and, and no, no, way influ- no influence from Chelsea because we, we uh, <laughs> took a lot of points from them, um, then we could have easily taken them over. We could have easily, easily passed them and, and, and uh, get, get to the title. Um, this this cost our obsession. Big, easily might hmm? be a bit big. but uh... Yeah, I mean... We know about our weaknesses. We we have we have seen the, or we saw it during the season, um, but wasting chances is is pretty normal. But creating chances and I, I, don't, I don't think I don't think he's I don't think he's wasteful of chances. I, I don't think that's his. I, I think that's a misconception of Firmino. I've not looked at the numbers, but um, he seems pretty cold when he gets a chance in the box. I think it's that striker's instinct to be in the right position at the right time. You look at the three clubs who finished above us. They've got Kane, Costa, Aguero. Um, they, they're strikers. They know they know where to position themselves in the box so that they receive the ball at the right time and they can score a goal. That and that's their job. Yeah, according to who scored, um, Bobby played twenty games through the middle um, with one sub through the middle, scored seven goals notch six assists in that period. Um, when he played left, he was started there eight times, scored three, started six times on the right, scored one, assisted one. Um, if you say, okay, um, he scores one in three when he plays through the middle, if you, if you make that a full season, um, you're getting towards the Aguero and and uh, and Costa numbers. Not Harry Kane, but you know, don't know how, yeah, he, exactly. how he always so, blames uh, him in. But um, so I think if he can play to that level and he's allowed to stay central, then we we might not have a problem there. Um, it's 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 just a, a yeah a slight concern of mine that he well. We'll come on and cover the the other strikers anyway, won't be, won't we? But yeah. not having that that player in the squad and not being up, 
When you think that players like Aubameyang and um, Lacazette are available this season, um, it's just a slight disappointment that we don't seem to be in for them. Yeah, for Aubameyang, I'm, I'm with you. Lacazette um, scores a lot of penalties. Um, <laughs> no, it, it takes away the numbers. No. One third he, of his creates. goals are penalties, yeah. Yeah, so... Would, would um, any, would and he's, un, and he's unproven. I mean, Aubameyang... He'll be he'll be a big hit wherever he goes, which whether it's 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 PSG or Real Madrid, where he um, well always came out and said that's that's basically the club I want to play for if I move. Um, so he'll he'll be a big hit wherever he goes. But um, you know um, we played another style. Um, we changed the way that we played. Um, and, and we're just going to be better because of it. Um, because we're going into the, the, the next real season. We'll add quality up front, quality midfield. Um, I think there's a lot more to come from, from Bobby Firmino. And I think he can be the 20, 30, mil, uh, 30 goal striker, uh, a season striker. Um, he did nearly bail us out against uh, Swansea, um, if not for... Uh, uh, for them putting in a third, but he got us back there. Uh, he won the won us the game against Stoke. I think he did it as well against Palace. So he builds out yep. in time at times. So I'm not that worried there. Um, anyone else wants to mention a bit about Big Bobby F? Except for uh, congrats on the wedding, mate. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I personally now this time I agree with Vess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Let, it Let it be note. Because, I mean, the, the, the whole thing is very simple. We have many players who's, who are really goal threat and score many goals. And uh, there is absolutely no problem for me with Bobby Firmino scoring 10 or 12 goals in the, with a number nine shirt on. Yeah, because we have so many other players who score a significant number of goals, which what other teams don't have. Yeah, so there's absolutely, absolutely no problem with that. Now, now imagine you were a club. You have got three strikers. And every one of them is so much different from the other. There's so many options with that. That's very, very difficult for, for a team to go with that. If you have a, a Bobby Firmino, who is very much a dribbler, then you have Origi, who is powerful, Origi, who is powerful and, and, and fast, and Sturridge, who has both technical, superior technical skills, yeah, and di- again, a different style of play, how he prepares his, his, his shots, etc. Um, that's very difficult for, for opponent teams to, to, to cope with that if they are all fully fit. And I think with the, the, with the increasing, the improving fitness, fitness of, of uh, Sturridge, um, we have very good options on, on, uh, on the bench as well as on the pitch. And, and um, I'm absolutely not worried about that. Neither of the number of goals uh, each player scores, um, yeah, nor of the total quality. And Aubameyang, I've, I, re- I recently read a piece, a very, very good piece uh, for German, I think it was a journalist, uh, close, very close to Dortmund and the club there. And there, all, he mentioned uh, a lot of critical points about Aubameyang. And I don't agree with you, Eric, that he w- will be an instant success wherever he goes. Um, his success at Dortmund with his uh, 31 goals in the, in the league alone, that is very much coming from... Um, the whole team being built around him and they're working for him and they're delivering the service exactly as uh, to his needs because he has to avoid one-on-ones. He's not very good in, uh, um, on that, uh, unlike our Bobby and uh, at Kautz, 
and uh, he he has to use his pace. And when this uh, when he cannot use his pace anymore, for example, against deep sitting teams, he's the wrong player there. I cannot exactly judge Lacazette, but uh, this hype about Aubameyang is a bit uh, exaggerated. Okay, well, um, I'll send it all to the club that they need to swerve on an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, we touched the name a bit. Um, Mr. Wrigley Arms already back in pre-season. Uh, working on uh, on his fitness and his hip, um, Daniel Sturridge, the club isn't keen on letting him go, nor the player is rumored to be wanting out. Two years left on his deal. Um, first, what would you do? Well, I think he should be given a chance. I think he he should stay. I think the club should keep him. I think. He can play uh, uh, a big role if uh, if it turns out that I don't know Jason is right about Firmino that he he doesn't step up and and, and score that goal. It, it, we always have Sturridge who who does have that positioning. He, he does have a quality finish, and uh, I think he can still be a great player for us. And he should definitely be allowed to stay if he wants to stay. If he uh, is ready for that competition against Firmino and and to to work his way into the team to, f- to f- uh, properly to find himself in this team and uh, should we need a twenty goal striker at any point and if he's fit he can be that striker. I mean, he, he is a top-quality striker, and I see no point if if he can reach a normal level of fitness. I see no point in selling storage for, I don't know, 20, 25 million and getting the likes of Aubameyang or, or Lacazette for 70, 80 million. I really don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm with you there. Um, mental, there's a case, though, um, where you can say... Um, you can play Bobby 70 million during the week, uh, 70 million, 70 minutes during the week, have Sturridge have a goal for 20. And then in the next Champions League, you start with Sturridge for 70 and bring on Firmino for 20. So they keep yeah. rotating and they're very, very fit. Um, yeah, that's, that's great. That, that, that's a great combination. Is that something yeah, that's, you, uh, you, you would relish? relish? Well, yeah, that's what um, Klopp did when he got Sturridge back fit again uh, the previous season. You know, he was playing him 70, then 20, and then 70, and then 20. It kind of alternated a bit while he got him back on his feet, and he, he stretched him out through the rest of the season. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think he's not going anywhere at the moment, but uh, I, I think I think Klopp would like to replace him with someone he can rely on. Uh, but I just think the priorities this, year, this uh, window just look very different from the front end. So he's happy to leave that as is because the replacement would be so expensive that you know he's trying to get a centre back, he's trying to get a you know the the, the centre midfielder, and it's just going to cost so much money. He can't deal with a striker as well. Uh, but I think if you know if given limitless funds, I've got no doubt that he would replace Sturridge with someone he can uh, rely on. Um, but this is this is kind of exciting because we're at the beginning of the squad building, and 
it, just 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 getting that wide forward is just going to do so much for for rotation. Um, it's gonna it's just gonna make life so much easier. I mean, you just have to have the squad. You have to have a squad because we saw Firmino lose his form. You know, for, uh, when he got that DUI. Yeah. Uh, fine after yeah, the burglary. The burglary stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you just need a squad where people can be taken out. Um, I mean, Saf used to do it, didn't he? You'd have a, your Valencias and your Nani's. You wouldn't see them for a couple of months and because he was getting them back into form off the pitch and then they'd come in and they'd have absolutely storming games. Um, it's, it's a real strain at the top, I think, and you need to be able to share that strain around uh, around the squad. Um, I mean, was, you know, Sturridge provides something, even if it's not reliable, and I just don't think he's he's going to be going there to sort of replace that. Um, I did have a half. I did wonder if there's going to be a, a a real kind of effort at more fundraising to to fund some of these purchases. You know, so there was that that small sort of five percent of me that thought, I wonder if uh, Sturridge will be used as a fundraiser at some point to deal with some of these very high prices. Um, but I just think the priorities are not for a forward. Yeah, the thing for me is. On raising the money, um, nobody gets on board with me. That's with the fact that I think Sturridge is worth fifty million, at least. If Mbappe is a hundred, Harry Kane is two hundred, reportedly. Uh, Album Young goes for sixty, seventy. Um, uh, Lacazette goes for fifty. Daniel Sturridge is fifty million, um, but apparently, it it isn't so. He isn't heavily sought after, so um, you know it's only the likes of West Ham who will have him. Well, so, sorry, Hammers, um, fucking Tories. Um, he, he's he's way too good for you. You're not good enough to deserve Daniel Sturridge. Um, so, yeah, so sh- shit, Ham United aren't getting good players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah f- fuck off. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite well, did they get that if, if did they he, just get Reese Oxford? Sorry? Did they just get Reese Oxford? Oh, no. Or do they already have him or something? Anyway, never mind. It's a, a youngster. Right. Yeah, they should have one. Um, but, you know, uh, they would pay £30 million for him now. Going the way that transfer fees goes, if Sturridge stays fit, gets managed through the season, plays 20, 25, 30 games, scores 15 goals. He's going to be 30 million next season as well. So you don't lose oh, yeah. any money on his sale. And you can say, well, it's not a priority now. We need the 150 million that we want to invest. Um, um, the 150 million that we want to invest this season go into Van Dyke and go into Kaita. So next season's 150 million or ish uh, goes into a new top striker and uh, a top quality left back. Something, something. I don't know. Uh, yep. Does that sound reasonable, uh, Jason? Um. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, we'd prefer to do things now rather than tomorrow, wouldn't we? If we could, I mean, if the money, if the money means that we we can't, you know, we have to prioritize. The the only thing that might, the only thing is, um, 
if it's maybe it's because it kind of looks like kite is available and so on um uh i don't know but if you if you look at our our forward line at the moment we we tend to play one striker and we we've got four of them um we've got five we play wide we play with wide forwards and we've got two of them so it it just it just feels to me that there needs to be some sort of rationalization there uh, of those positions. And um, whether we can do that this season or next season, I don't know. But that's that's kind of what I feel needs to happen. Yeah, we could potentially see a change in setup more regularly because Origi and Sturridge show that in as, as a dual striker, up front, uh, they can be very, very good together, um, but also complemented by uh, by Bobby Firmino. That they're really good together. Um, so uh, there's a case to say that uh, Klopp will say, okay, when a, a a bus comes to park or a team come to park his bus, um, we'll play the diamond with the two strikers. We'll feed them from the sides and through midfield, and and we'll blame blam sex in. Um, and and when any team plays expensive, or well, hello here's Salah and 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 Mane and um, Firmino will hit you on the counter, and you don't know what hits you for another <laughs> six. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Diff- it's difficult to judge what Klopp's going to do, isn't it? Because we all expected to start the season just gone with his four-two-three-one, and he changed it. So, Matt. Uh, maybe he changes it again. Maybe, like you say, he he is more flexible on formations, so he might need the more uh, more strikers. It's difficult to know what he's planning, but if it is his preference to carry on with the four three three, then yeah, I I think we've got too too many centrally at the moment. Uh, Christian, how flexible has he been for Dortmund? Yeah, I mean. Uh, <sighs> I don't want to, to discuss the, the Dortmund thing regarding formations because, um, I mean, Klopp has learned a lot. Yeah, he, 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 of course, he has all his trends. And, you know, I'm a Klopp fan, so, yeah, don't say anything against him. But he has his <laughs> weaknesses as, as well. And he has admitted himself he had to learn a lot of things. And you can see from his changes regarding uh, formations, players, substitutions, etc. There's a lot of stuff going on and, and a lot of changes have been made by him. And his, his most recent statement was that don't be too obsessed about formations. It doesn't mean a thing. Yeah, it's about which player can, yeah, can, can be at his best and in, in what position along with, uh, yeah, with, with the others and which players fit together. It was something like that. But he, he, he massively downplayed this formation thing. So I'm not, I'm not too, too, um, too keen on, on discussing the formations themselves. But I mean, it's it's very obvious, uh, as as you said earlier, um, when when we play very good teams who are who are try to play football, we will hit them on the counter and we will hit them massively. I mean, the, with the with the purchase of Salah, we all of a sudden in a position where we can really counter with numbers. That was exactly Dortmund's tactics: moving five, six players forward at full speed. Um, we are all of a sudden in a, in a totally different position. We will see that style. And what is totally left out of discussion, that is typically English, obviously, for me as German, is the training, the preseason. 
that is so important to the whole team, you can't believe it. We will see a, a different level of, of play when, when the season starts. Mark my words. I saw, um, I saw uh, uh, a bit of the Watford-Liverpool game the other day um, and I thought, Jesus, I really miss watching these guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they just, they just aired the game and I, I watched 10 minutes and I knew, obviously, that the chant go. I've watched that a couple of thousand times already, so I knew that wasn't coming anytime soon. So, um, But still, I kept watching for 10, 15 minutes and it wasn't even the best of games. These guys are entertaining to watch. They're really nice. They're really good. So and it's um, just... It's only going to be better, which everything suggests. <laughs> uh, we're in yeah. for a hell of a ride. So, um, okay, Daniel Sturridge. Um, everybody is, is banged on him staying. Um, what happens, though, if... I mean, we've obviously put in a bit of, what was it, 100 million euros, 89 million pounds on Kylian Mbappé. Um, what happens if they say, hold on, um, we will accept that, or we go back in saying, okay, there's 120, how about now? If we get him in, what happens then? Not a storage. Oh, Riggy. It's one struggle too much, definitely. Never you... Firmino, never. <clears throat> no, no, obviously Firmino stays. Yeah. Um, but Mbappe comes, what happens, uh, Mental? Um, <laughs> I think we registered our interests, didn't we? Yeah. We go bankrupt. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're, the formation, what will it be? It'll be like... Um, one, three, nine, or something. I don't know. Rather <laughs> odd formulation. But uh, um, Ings is going to be a little while, isn't he? You know, he's not. He's not been playing for two years, so I don't think uh, he, he goes comes straight into action. I think he has to get a lot of games and get himself back in. Um, a preseason might not be enough. He just needs to play football for a while. Um, so I mean. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I've got anything uh, sensible to, to offer on this one. Okay, anybody else, Jason? Uh, I thought he was. I thought he played more wide. Mbappe I might be wrong. Um, yeah, you you can you need to. Uh, I think if you're gonna yeah if you're gonna spend that much money on a player in your forward line, you've got to start letting go some of the players that are there already because I think we already. Sturridge was surprisingly quiet last season. I wonder if he's maybe kind of accepted that with his injury record and so on and that he's going to have to move down clubs that maybe he's best off where he is. But, you know, we kind of heard some no beginnings of noises from Origi. So keeping them happy, if you bring in, bring in another forward, you spend that much money on someone, he's going to have to play as well. So... I think you'd uh, you'd have to look at Sturridge and Origi and um, 
think about moving one or both of them on. Yeah, you, you can't say, okay, Kilian, thanks for coming for us. Um, we were happy to pay 120 million, now play for the under-23s because you're very young, lad. <laughs> <laughs> That's simply not going to happen. I don't I think he would do that. So, very interesting. If if we pull that one off, um, would you happy to to if we do that? The problem the problem is um, uh, Kylian Mbappe is is both uh, good on one on ones and he's very fast. Aubameyang is just very fast. So, in in fact, um, the the difference in in value of the of the two players is justified from my perspective. Um, he's very young, but very mature. Um, problem is that we already have three strikers at hand who have now should be fully fit. So we have to sell at least one. And uh, Kylian Mbappe has, in fact, the market uh, position to, to insist on the regular playing time that, that um, would probably <coughs> uh, disappoint uh, the other two. So... It 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 um, it it uh, threatens the balance of the team, but on the other hand, it's very interesting to see that that FSG has or Liverpool Football Club have a genuine interest in the player. I mean, they know exactly what, the, what yeah how much the player is, yeah, and uh, that's interesting to see that yeah. I mean, they could just stay away from that, focus on other seventy million pound players. <coughs> there are enough of them, obviously, but. They also have a genuine interest in the, in, the, in the 100 million striker. I mean, that, that is very amazing. Yeah, it's, it, it's great, but it's obviously um, because he will fit the model. Um, he will sign a contract keeping him until he's 23, 24. That means that you need to sell him when he's 22, 23. Um, if he comes remotely close to what he did last season, then he'll blame 20, what, 20 odd goals in a season um, you'll sell him to Madrid for at least the same amount of money yeah that's right and if not you have you are going bankrupt again <laughs> yeah well we, we saved ourselves last time so, so we're fine there we're very experienced in dodging that bullet <laughs> but you know so that's the thing with Aubameyang. If you buy him now for, for 71 or 68 or, or whatever the number is, um, he'll play four seasons and he'll be 30, 32. You yeah. don't get a whole lot of money from him anymore. So based on the FSG model and the way that they want to conduct their business, they're happy to spend... You know, Salah, if at the end of the contract he won't sign a new one and he wants to move on... You sell him at twenty eight, twenty nine, where you can say, okay, hold on, he's he's, he's still worth amount X t- to keep him um, to keep him at the club and say, okay, well, well, we had a couple of good seasons from him, and now he moves on, and we get a, a fair chunk of money to buy in the next one. With Album Young, that won't happen. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, that about storage now uh, a big divvy he is yeah only big divok but he's where's also <laughs> yeah west keith um he's also the one that really divides opinions um 
he he can be very very frustrating. Uh, he can have games where you think, Jesus lad, who are you? You're not the one that played two weeks ago and, and absolutely bullied them into submission. Um, and he can can absolutely do that. Um, then again, he's 22, and I know I'm not allowed to say it, but he's still very very young, especially as a striker. And he got double figures in two seasons. Um, Vess, your thoughts on Origi? I think he has done brilliantly since he came to Liverpool. I think uh, the thing that you mentioned, him lacking consistency, well, that's something that comes with youth. I mean, look at Emre Can. There's a player who is also young and, and but has been around for a while and uh, the thing you said also about Oxley Chamberlain, it's easy to forget his age because he has been around for a while now. And uh, consistency will come. I mean, look at Coutinho. We all moaned for several seasons about Coutinho's consistency. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. So it will come with, with age, with maturity, with playing time, with... Uh, as, as his role in the team gets more important. And I really think he, he is one for the future. If we get Mbappe to come back to that, and I really don't know what, what happens there. I think, I think it will be Starish who will go away and, and we will have a future of Origi and Mbappe. But... At the moment, with the strikers we have right now, I think we, we need to keep Origi and to give him game time to to continue playing him the way Klopp has been playing him since he came to the club. The, uh, at his age, in his first two seasons at Liverpool, double figures is great. Especially if you add, add the fact that he... Is not a first-choice striker. He has never been that at Liverpool, so it's impressive. Yeah, um, Christian, um, progress never goes in, in a linear uh, progression. Never goes in, in in a linear line. It's not your. Uh, it's not FIFA way. Say, okay, you're level eighty now, so next season you're eighty-one, and the season after that you're eighty-two. Um, you, as, as you know, different leagues where they field a lot more youngsters like the Mayers and, and, and what have you in, in Germany. Um, is there a case to say, well, maybe you didn't do it this season, but he can go on and, um, and have a, a stellar improvement next season? I mean, the, the, from, from my point of view, he did it. Yeah, yeah, you will all have your mouth open. <laughs> but the, um, the the thing is, Origi, because of the brilliant start of the season with uh, Coutinho, Mane, Firmino, Dalana up front, Dalana not in midfield, but but fur, yeah, further forward, that worked so well that both Sturridge and Origi, yeah, were in fact forced to be on, to to remain on the bench. So it was Klopp and the club, in fact, made it extremely difficult. For, for, for both bench strikers. Um, and when you do not play regularly, you lack the confidence. It's not 
that easy to come to the game and uh, and your teammates if you have played regular football you know about that stuff if you're not a regular starter it's very difficult to to make yourself say visible for the others yeah yeah please yeah pass over to me and that did not happen as well so when Ricky finally played he was often overlooked we had this issue already discuss, uh, been discussing before especially with the two brazilians who were more focused on each other and than, than uh, involving uh, Ricky in the right, uh, at the, in the right moments, and nevertheless he scored double figures. That's fantastic. He had a few very very poor games, okay, but just just a few. Other games were really brilliant. And when I see Origi um, uh, games here on YouTube, highlights of of games where Origi played, and sometimes he drew uh, four or five defenders on him, and still kept, was able to keep possession of the ball. That was fantastic. He he has played some very good games also this season. It was not great because he could not shine as much due to the due to the special circumstances. But I'm I'm happy with him, and I think Klopp is happy with him too. The question is 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 he happy with his situation being at least second fiddle, and when Sturridge is fit, third fiddle, um, Jason. Um, I don't. I don't think so. No. Um, he. I. I, I like. A, I like Origi, and I. And I. And I. And I get what the other guys are saying. The, the problem is for him. I don't think. Uh, uh, I think. Sorry, is that he. He's. He's not. He's not close enough to Firmino's level, to put him, to to challenge him, and. I. I may be wrong, but personally, I. I don't see that happening, which will mean that he's he's always going to be stuck as second or third fiddle. And whether he, yeah, he's at that age where he needs more game time and and so on. Maybe this season he can get it with the amount of competitions, but um, that's to be seen. Uh, a lot depends on Sturridge's fitness, of course. Um, that's yeah, I, I, I think. I've mentioned it before, but I see his position in the squad being very similar to to Emre's. I think Emre's a bit further than ahead in than him in development. Um, but but they're both kind of in that position where they want to be able to play. Then maybe yeah, that there's some drop off when they come into the team instead of one of the regulars. Uh, so so I think that it, it's kind of a difficult position to be in. It's always, always very, very dangerous when, when people say, I like, personally like him, <laughs> like Jason said, yeah? Like Josef Stalin, no, I love no, him no, like my, no, no. Like, it's, like it's my not, brother. Not, Finish him it's off. Not, it's, it's, no, it's, it's, not, it's not personally like him. I like him, I like him as a player, actually. I just, I just wonder. I, I think he's good. I was just kidding, mate. I was, are we, talk, are I, we I, talking about... This the, the the different is the the thing is now is that I think the expectation for the club has changed. Now we're sudden, you know, we've been kind of around about sixth or seventh sort of average position in the last five years or something like that, um, and suddenly we're in it. If you look at the way the team played at the beginning of last season, we don't seem that far away from kind of title challenges. You know, get to quarterfinals of the the Champions League, that sort of thing. Is is he good enough for that level? That's that's my worry, and especially with Sturridge's um, 
fitness record, if he more often than not ends up as your number two, I don't think he's putting enough pressure on Firmino's shirt personally, and and rightly so. So I he, he I've, might I've, get frustrated. How much is that down to the way that we're playing um, without the orthodox out-and-out wingers on both sides, uh, a number 10 behind him, or uh, played played a diamond with uh, with two up front. We don't do that regularly with him. If you, if you go back to the... I think he was better in the previous season when we we played the 4-2-3-1. The because if you put Firmino in, in behind him in the... Uh, in the in the ten, and he's got two wingers either side. Um, I, I think he could play much better in that formation. Um, so a, again, it really de- it really depends what what Klopp's um, plans are next season. But I de- yeah, I, I I still kind of wonder if if he will ever be good enough to be that sort of you know if you want to start moving towards challenging for the Premier League and the, and the Champions League rather than being a Europa-level club. Is, is he going to be good enough? I'm not sure. He obviously needs close support on the pitch. That's why he does so well in a 4-2-3-1 and, and in a 4-4-2 diamond, where he either has that number 10 behind, directly behind him or he has a, a striking partner. So that that's... Something that, that that's on the pitch formation issue, but uh, I'm glad Jason mentioned uh, expectations. Expectations are a funny thing. Uh, we, we've had a rich history of strikers with I don't know Rush, Fowler, Suarez, Torres, a fully fit Daniel Sturridge. Not, not to go not not to go further back in, in, in history before before Ian Rush and, and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, and then we had that fourteen fifteen season where we had Balotelli, Lambert, and Neckert, Daniel Sturridge, and Rogers were, was forced to play Sterling up front. I think uh, the fans have been aching. For a proper quality number nine striker, that's why they all talk about 25, 30 goals a season. Player wearing that number nine shirt, our glorious number nine shirt. We are used to having a top quality striker, and that's that's what we want. But Origi, at this point, in this stage of his development, can do a lot for this team. What will happen in the future? Will he develop into that star striker? Only time will tell. But at this point, he can be very, very useful. That that hold-up play, I believe it was also Jason who mentioned, where, or was it Christian? Uh, it was he, me. Where he hold, holds four or, five, <laughs> four or five defenders glued to, to himself and he manages to, to keep the ball. That, that's something that's brilliant. That 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 particular thing does wonders for players like Lalana, like Sturridge, like Firmino, like Mane, players that will then use the the sudden space available that was that 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 was created by Origi drawing all those defenders to himself. 
and if he plays the ball at, at the right moment for that player that's coming in, then you have a great chance to score. Okay, Mental, um, you last on Origi. Um, yeah, he's obviously not happy. He did make some sounds earlier in the season. Um, and there was that, there just, you could just tell towards the end of the season there was a, there was a problem that, you know, it was like he, he just wasn't linking with the uh, midfielders. They weren't passing to him. And so he wasn't kind of making the, the movement, the runs that you'd expect him to make. So there, there looks to be something some kind of problem there, something going on that, that isn't a good dynamic. Um, and it's, it's not really clear what, what, what the cause of it is. is. Is he not doing the right things or, you know, are the other guys just, for whatever reason, can't kind of make it work with him in training so they just ignore him? So it's, it is a problem and it needs to go away, that problem. It, they need to fix that because we are very dependent upon him. Um. You know, I, I think I think his age. If he wants to be a starter, he can't do it at a top four club. At that age, he can't do it. Um, it's and and that should be okay for him. That should be okay because he should he should get plenty of game time anyway. Um, but he's going to have to really knuckle down and work out how to fit in, how to uh, be integrated in, in, into a team. He, this season is important for him, not because he has to be a superstar because he certainly doesn't. But next season. Um, I think he's got to be a reliable contributor for good long stretches of the season. He still won't be the finished product or anything like it because he's still too young. But he, you know, he needs to find some way of making progress this season. So the following season, he's a regular contributor. And it, you know, it could be very tough. It's going to be very interesting to see how he gets on because we're going to need him. We need the bodies this year. It's going to be so tough playing these three games in eight days on loop. Um, we need bodies, we need to be able to rotate. Yeah, on top of the 25 in, in December and January. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> lads very very happy um, there will be an insane amount of games we will play from from the get-go we will have a game every three every three days so not only will you have the you'll play 70 you play 20 um, you need the extra body on on the pitch as well you need the extra striker coming on in in quite a lot of games or somewhere you'll be able to to rest uh, a certain player and, and use him more. I think club will have seen how important it is to get your subs ready and and he will not waste that much time bedding them in uh, as he did this season. I think uh, quite a couple of games where he stood after 60. Uh, okay, I'll take Bobby off because I need him for the rest of the season. And he just kept Bobby on. And in January it was, um, yeah, well, Bobby's tired. Well, duh. Um, <laughs> I think he will definitely learn from that and, and yeah. use all his strikers more. Um, so I, I really think this is the last season of Firmino, Origi and Sturridge at the club. And we'll have to see which two of the three 
will remain at the end <clears throat> if if nothing else happens with the likes of Kylian Mbappe, um, who I potentially will see as a starting left left wing attacker, left inside well, forward. For you were going to say left back. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Can he play there? No. Rodgers would make it happen. Okay, moving on to the next player. Um, there's been a lad in Holland um, who was a bit of a 10 in his early days. Uh, he was graceful, um, played a bit from midfield towards the towards a, a bit like a number 10. Um, then he moved into the Eredivisie uh, where he uh, played more as, an, as a real attacker. Then he moved to, to PSV. Um, he nearly got a big transfer but tore his knee. Then just when he was about to get fit, he did it again. In the end, just after he returned from, from the knee injury, he, he got the big transfer. And for the next eight seasons, he blamed in at least 20 goals a season. Um, obviously talking about Ruud van Nistelrooy. Um, why? Because two knee injuries for a striker um, can still mean that you can go on and break record after record. Um, so, Danny Ings, here's to you. What What do you think, um, mental, Danny Ings? Uh, well, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see. We just don't know what we're going to get, do we, after two years being out? So, um, it wouldn't surprise me if he has a few months playing for the under-23s. Or, um, you know, just... You can't expect him to his touch to be good after so long. You know he's got to get get himself back into the groove and get his body strong again and used to uh, daily work, daily training, matches and stuff. So I, I kind of wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him for a few months. Yeah, well, he, he swam the channel. He seems to be top and top fit. Uh, Klopp likes his attitude. Um, what do you think, Jason? Did, will we see him? Whether we're going to see him play, I don't know. Um, it's difficult to know what... It's another one where it's got to be difficult. We were talking about Gomez earlier. Similar situation, isn't it? Um, he's had an even longer uh, spell out. So there's people have been talking about whether he should go out on loan and, and so on. Um, I think since he's had such a long time out that perhaps it's it's best to keep him at the club but not expect too much from him this season so anything you get from him as a bonus really it's all got to be really about getting him back into playing football again at, at whatever level he can really Right um, Vez Lalana came out saying um, near the end of the season that uh, they really missed Danny Ings running those channels in certain parts of, of the season Um is there a case to be made where you can say on we need a lot of players in December, January, February? Uh, we've been not been that good this year there um, because we overused our players. Um, is he one where Klopp will say, OK, hold on. I, as, as Jason mentioned, you won't play for a good few months. 
um, you will do the 23s, you will do the training, um, but I'm banking you on saving uh, uh, saving us or playing for us and doing really well from that period on, early December. Well, we've said it many times tonight and then on previous shows that uh, Klopp is a man very hard to predict. Uh, what, what is he? <laughs> what he will do with things? That, that is, it's a very good question. I think uh, he might surprise us with, with uh, all kinds of stuff. He may even decide to give him a competition to play. To give him, I don't know, a league cup. To, to be a starter in, in the league cup. Or something like that. To give him that that game time with with the first team. On the other hand, yeah, he can put him back into the under 23s and and have him work there like he did last season. Before before the play left back. Come again? <laughs> I just heard left back. <laughs> yeah. Well. I'm really, really not sure. I, I, I think it's impossible to, to know at this point, and much will depend on on the preseason. The same, like like, I think also as Jason said, it's a similar situation with with Gomez. Uh, whether Gomez should go out on loan and Klopp wanting him here for the preseason, I think the same applies for for Danny Ings. And what he will show during that preseason will help shape what role he'll play in, in the first part of the season. Okay, uh, Christian, he's been used out wide by Klopp um, just before the, the injury hit. Uh, play through the middle in preseason as soon as the rest came back. Uh, he was used from out wide. Um, would you think he's a genuine option there, or do you think that was just to get him on the pitch? I think um, um, the wide option is is, uh, is fitting well. Um, he's a very physical. I mean, I I didn't see him uh, play too. I didn't see him play too often. But what I what I saw from him is he's a very physical striker. Very much relying on his pace. Um, he's he, so he's not the the great dribbler. Yeah, but he uses his pace to get get into position and 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 uh, finish from there. And um, <clears throat> he's he totally relies on physical fitness more than many others and so everything depends on that i think he's a good option uh, coming from from the right where i saw him playing i don't know too much about him i would love to get him back to full fitness and and uh, um, everything really everything especially for danny ings depends on that if he's not totally fit he cannot get uh, he cannot um fully um explore his potential and um contribute 100% to the club and uh, everything depends on that that he gets back to full fitness. I don't know how the club club will try to 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 make this happen this time. Maybe giving him even more time. I think Wes um, made a very good proposal uh, give him uh, uh, for example the league cup as a competition. Uh, that's better. That's a better level than um, and a better challenge than the U23. That's closer to where he wants to get and he needs to get. And then let's see how far they get and, and uh, go from there. 
but that would be a, really a challenge for him and um, yeah, possible trophy weights, yeah, if they can get yeah to to the last stage of it. All right. Well, I'm 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 a huge 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 Denny Ings fan. Um, I, I I really hoped we would go for him after I saw him that season at Burnley. Um, I think he's he's infectious as 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 a, as a guy in the dressing room. Um, you know, he he'll lift the spirits when they're down, um, and he's also very very boss at playing footy, or at least he was. So mm-hmm. um, I think he could be the the real surprise of the season. Suddenly coming in, blaming two in, so Klopp will have to say, okay, well, you did well in that League Cup game or um, that 10 minutes in the Champions League or, or 20 minutes in, in the Prem where we needed you. Um, and he'll be fit around December and he'll play four or five games in that period and, and suddenly blames in seven. Um, mm-hmm. He'll be he'll be vital. He, he can be very very vital in in that period. So um, I'm really rooting for him. Uh, if he does, uh, my new shirt will be Danny Ings with yeah. uh, with a certain number mm-hmm. on, on on the back. Um, I'm absolutely in love with the fella. I think he's he's, he's brilliant in everything that he, he he's been doing. Um, absolutely gutted that it didn't work out as as, as well as it has. Um, so well, get in, Denny. Uh, do your best. Do you think he could have to adapt his game? I was just thinking about what um, Christian said about him being very reliant on pace and so on. Um, Alan Shero is another one who, at the beginning of his career, was um, uh, a different type of striker to the type of striker that we think of him as now, where he did he was very quick and and so on. Um, and he suffered a couple of injuries early in his career and adapted to that more kind of traditional number nine uh, with his back to goal and, and, and that type of thing. So there could be something like that that will happen with Ings. So, so, yeah, well, I mentioned Finisteroy because, well, he was he was really agile and, and graceful before the two, the two ACLs that he had. And after that, he was pace. He was that fast and he was very direct just play the ball let him run and, and fight and tussle with one or two defenders and he'll just blams it in in, in, in in the lower left corner you know no beauty in the game left he, he's caught some worldies and, and, and beautiful goals obviously but um, you know, before that he was more of a, a Burkamp kind of player and he turned himself in, into this goal machine so I'm, I'm I'm really hoping that Danny Ings can, can do the same thing. Uh, I really don't want him to play on, on, on the wide because I think uh, he can be uh, very successful playing against the um, the bus parking teams because he's he's got that Fowler-esque in the box. You know that? I was, was going to say Fowler. Yeah. What does yeah. that mean, Fowler-esque? What does it mean in, in, in reality on the pitch? He, the poacher type of, of playing football. When he gets the ball in the box, he knows how he's going to score. He knows how he's going to, to put it in the net. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that on, on instinct level, he'll score his goals. And, um, you know, he, he doesn't need to think because he decided 
just before he gets the ball, he knows where he needs to put the ball to score it. And obviously, it needs to happen. But um, you know, he's he's a bit of that no nonsense. Okay, I get the ball and I'll just put it in the net. You know, mm-hmm. okay. what what mm-hmm. Ian Rush used to have, what what Fowler mm-hmm. had. You know, uh, not going to make this anything special like Firmino at times does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just okay. Here, I get the ball. I'll control it, and I'll put it in. And then okay. we used to call these type of we used to call these type of strikers poachers. I don't think you see it so much now, but uh, you're right. I think he's got a little bit of that about him, uh, just kind of getting the right place. Um, who who was, uh, or, or maybe someone like Solskjaer at United, you know, where it's kind of being really all, really all about scoring goals. Yeah, and uh, I, I think, and I hope, um, maybe it's more hope than think, uh, that uh, Ings can, can get back to that way, you know, the way that he scored that goal against Everton is, is, is testament to what I hope that he can do for us. You know, create from a moment in the box, and it doesn't need to be, you know, we always try to make this, um, as Pep Linder says, this 7 out of 10 chance and, and turn it into an 8 or 9. Um, Danny Ings is someone who, who gets the chance for a 6. Six out of ten, and he blends it in. And that's what I, I I like so much about him. He doesn't need to have that incredibly nine. You can't miss chance. He'll just gets the ball, runs around the defender, and blends it in the lower corner. So I I really hope that he comes good. That he keeps enough pace and is explosive enough to you know get himself that extra yard from a defender and, and, and finds the space to, to run into. So I'm really hoping that he gets back to areas. Okay, um, well, we've been talking quite a bit. Um, there's still some names in uh, left in the hat. Um, when people say, I'm not sure whether Bobby Firmino is a real striker, is he a real number nine, um, or is he a number 10, is he a number 10, is he a number nine? The same's been said about Dominic Solanke. Our, our first purchase of the summer. Is there a case to be made where we say, okay, Dominic, look at whatever Bobby Firmino does and try to recreate that because you've got the same physical traits, you've got the same understanding of the game, technical ability. Um, you can be a replica of Bobby Firmino. Fez? Well, I have to admit I really, really haven't seen enough of Solanke to make uh, that kind of assessment. Uh, what I've seen so far is that if he has pace, he, he can finish off a chance, he presses well. Whether he can reach that level for me, no, that's, that's way, way, way too early. At least for me, like I said, I haven't seen nearly enough of him to make that judgment. Maybe some someone else has, but I really, really haven't. Right. Uh, anybody else? Well, I, I, what, yeah. I, think, I think if Firmino is his ideal type of striker, then yeah, absolutely, it makes sense. Um, it, he's young enough to be to be moulded, and uh, uh, seems to know where the back of the net is, though. Uh, if his uh, 
his exploits for the uh, England team recently or anything to go by? Well, watch him a bit. I uh, saw him a bit in uh, in um, in Holland as well. Um, I think he can potentially be that player because he, he isn't. He, he's quick, but he isn't that fast. He's 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 quick off the mark, but he isn't mega explosive like Salah or Mane. Um, he's strong. Um, he's tall, but he's got this. You know, Firmino tried went past players a couple of times. Like uh, I think it was the Villarreal game where he uh, left Soldado. Um, well, pretty embarrassed. <laughs> Yes. Um, that's something I've seen Solanke do as well. You know, there's, there's quite some similarities, and, and I really think that that's what Klopp th- thought. Um, maybe I can't keep Firmino all the time, or if I found a style of play and I can't bank on Firmino, I need somebody who can play like Firmino. Um, and that could potentially be Dominic Solanke. My my impression for him was he seemed to be not as good on the ball as Firmino, but he's a finisher. He looked very mature. Yeah, those few uh, those few scenes I've seen from him, he looked very mature, and um, he seems to be a natural finisher, unlike Firmino, who is more playing. And this thought of playing with the ball is dominant with with him as Brazilian. And Solanke seems more uh, of a coming finisher. In a few years, he might come very, very well. Right. Um, Jason, mental, you've been quiet on him, on Dominic Solanke. Anything to add? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what his role is next season, because... What what promises has he been made? And so on top of he's left Chelsea because he's unhappy. Um, we've 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 already talked about quite a few strikers already, and Klopp often only likes to play one. So it, I think again, it's going to be really interesting to see how he's used next season if he does get much game time at a senior level. Um, but because I, I think that. That's going to be why he's he's come to the club, right? Um, or or unless it's just simply that he feels like he needs a change, um, so that he can move up a level. Yeah, yeah. It it really it's it's really interesting what will happen. Um, could also potentially be that club things. I I I need at least a guy who I can rely on to be there. And I'm not so sure on on Origi uh, or, or uh, on, on Storage. And I'm not too sure on Danny Ings what I will get from him. So getting in this lad who is is a bit of a resemblance of Firmino. Nobody's an exact carbon copy, of course. Um, but he can play in a similar style, in a similar way. Um, I can use him in a similar system. Um, not too sure on Ings, not too sure. And maybe when pre-season goes and Solanke seems to be off the level where Ings is at, um, you, you, you could potentially say, OK, um, Danny, we will find you a club where you can play 20, 30 games this season um, and, 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 and really come back fit and firing and then we'll see where we go from there. 
Is that does it sound uh, anything think, realistically? Um, I, I was just thinking about it. Something that um, I, yeah, I think that could be a possibility. Something like that. Well, one thing I was actually thinking about Solanke when we signed him was that, um, to my mind, it seems that Klopp wants an under twenty three team, which puts pressure on the senior team. Um, and I think it's quite important for him to try and improve that that group of players there. And that's potentially why he has seen um, this opportunity to go for, for him and to bring him in. Um, and I, I, he could, he could get... It would be, uh, the other thing thought I had as well is that when we have, in the last couple of seasons, we've played the youngsters... Uh, mainly in the FA Cups and they've kind of held their own but usually struggled to score goals I mean um, uh, I can't remember who we, we didn't do very well um, this time around, I can't remember which club it was we went out to now but it was a Wolves. championship yeah um, bad then but the, the season before they did pretty well against West Ham over two legs and we, we, only, we only just went out um, and I was just thinking that, that, you know, he's thinking, okay, if suddenly I put a, a decent striker into this group, um, it might change the dynamic of it quite a bit. Well, fair enough. <coughs> okay. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, just just a quickie. Yeah, no, he just uh, obviously left Chelsea because it's just not a great place to be if you want to actually play at <laughs> the level. <laughs> I mean, they're just, they're, it's just, I mean, it's its difficult when they're playing at such a high level. It is difficult for youngsters. Um, and they've, they've had Nathan Ake go out to Bournemouth. They've had a couple of players go out to championship clubs. You know, but they've got like 30 plus players out on loan around the world. And it's just uh, it's quite amazing, really. So, you know, if you're, if you're quite capable and you're physically um, ready as well, then it just makes sense to switch clubs. You'll get a pay rise that they probably wouldn't give you um, unless you're an absolute superstar already. And uh, and your chances are you'll get more playing time. So, uh, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty good that he's come come to us. Uh, you know, um, he's seen Klopp. He's seen him play youngsters. He's seen, seen us have youngsters on the bench a lot as well. So he's been, he's been encouraged by that. And he's also seen with our striker situation probably. You know, they've looked at our strike situation and we've kind of got a bit of an issue. If, you know, if Bobby isn't an absolute out-and-out number nine, Sturridge is always injured, Ings has been out for two years, um, you know, and Origi is, is young still, so, you know, can't be considered a reliable starter at the moment. So he probably, you know, thinks that here's a, here's a club at a good level where I can get a chance as well. So yeah. it, the move really makes sense for him, I think. Yeah, and we'll, we'll just have to see if we can get any use out of it. If you look at our bench, Benny Woodburn has been on there quite a bit too much. Um, Rian yeah. Brewster has been on the bench. Um, and well, if you're Dominic Solanke, you think, oh, I'm obviously ahead of these guys. So if they're on the bench and not used because Klopp maybe doesn't trust them enough yet or think, um, well, they're too lightweight yet, um, quite sure he would use me so hang on there um, 
I've got a genuine shout at playing you know, 10, 15 games, maybe maybe even more when they go into play more. Yeah, uh, makes sense from uh, a lot of perspectives. Um, okay, um, we've went well over the hour um, by a small bit. Sorry. Um, so I'm <laughs> going to end it here with the... Um, with Well... Uh, we've asked it after uh, uh, at the end of every show. Um, before I'm going to ask the questions, I want to thank uh, Jason Mental, Vess, Christian, Keith, um, the other Jason who we call Jay, and Joe for participating in this um, five shows of a four series show um, before the transfer window opens. Uh, thank you all very very much. Um, it's it's been an absolute blast to to host these shows with you. Um, we've had laughs. We've had great discussions. Um, thanks. It's 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 been an absolute pleasure. Um, ending it now with um, what would you do on the striker position, um, Jason? Yeah. Uh, so I I. I don't know whether we do it this season or whether some of this happens the season after because um, I think some of the problem we've got is that uh, one is financial and the other is whether you can do everything in te- and, and keep the, the squad dynamic there. But I think ideally, um, it, it was kind of touched on there by mental, but we've got uh, sort of, okay, Bobby, great, he stays. Um, Sturridge, I would I would love him to stay fit because then I think he would be absolutely what we need, the kind of the player who puts pressure on Bobby, um, which I don't I don't think that we have because of Sturridge's fitness. Origi, yeah, you know, not quite not quite at that level yet. And Ings, um, uh, we, we don't know what he's going to be. So. I, in an ideal world, I would like a genuine number two striker to come in and put pressure on Firmino for his position. Um, and you, you'd probably then end up with um, Solanke as your as your number three. Um, and that's assuming that Klopp is going to carry on with his favoured one striker formation. So... In an ideal world, whether that happens this season or next season, I think that's probably what the squad should move towards in the striker position. All right. A bit long, but I'll, I'll allow it. Mental, what would you do? Striker position. Would you buy one? Would you sell a lot? Uh, right now, no, I wouldn't do anything. Um, our priority is defence and midfield. Um, uh, players like Cato uh, are very exciting. Obviously, Van Dijk. You know, we've got to find alternatives for at least one of those, it seems. Um, so I'd focus on that. We're, we just didn't have a problem scoring goals, and with a better squad and with more additions, I don't think we'll have too much of a problem either uh, next season. And um, with a bigger and better squad, I think we'll hopefully be better in uh, the places where we fell down last season. So I wouldn't do anything at the front. Leave that for the following season. All right, Fez, what would you do? Yeah. By word, everything that Mental just said, everything. Uh, yeah, I fully agree with him. And uh, I'd just like to to add that I would probably change systems for for those lesser games if 
if we continue to struggle against them, against the, the lower opposition. I would introduce Diamond with, with two strikers up front for, for, the, for those games, what Klopp did in, in the last two games. Okay. Uh, Christian, what would you do? Um, well, providing that we, we, we really get um, those top-class players in other positions we, um, we are going for, um, there's, from my from my personal point of view, there's no need to to uh, uh, go for for a top class striker as well. We have top class strikers, very good ones, and uh, our problems in the last year was uh, the the inadequate and, and yeah below par build up play and the and uh, certain problems in the defense um, attack was not a problem, and we now have a have a top class winger. Um, we'll probably get a top-class midfielder and top-class defender, and with that we are sorted absolutely. So um, um, any any buy in the um, attacking section would be luxury. I, I wouldn't reject it, but it, it's not really necessary. Okay, uh, thanks, Joel. Um, I agree with what most been said. Um, we don't need to buy one. We got Danny Ings to score 40 goals next season. Um, <laughs> thank you all for this uh, uh, interesting show. Um, it's maybe not been a big of a laugh, but um, uh, certainly thought it was a, a very good on a discussion level. Um, I just want to say, I just want to say, oh, I agree with Ke- I, I just want to say, I agree with Keith. That's only because he's not on the show, because I'd never say that if he was on the show. <laughs> <laughs> right, Keith, there you have it. We'll have a special show with you as well, and then we'll add it in that somebody agrees with you. Um, <laughs> just a second, just a second. Right. Just a second. I've just seen a piece of news that oh. Arsenal had bids rejected for Lacazette and, and Thomas Lemar, Monaco's winger. Yeah, but that's that's Wenger. I mean, he isn't going to do these deals until August the 31st. We know that. Well, I believe it's going to be a bit too late by then. (laughs) (laughs) It's Harry Rolls. Well, they're on the move as well. Um, Okay, thank you guys. Talking uh, strikers on the day that Fabio Barini joins AC Milan. It's a mad day. Goodbye. Been reading books alone, the legends and the myths, Achilles and his gold, Achilles and his gifts, Spider-Man's control, and Batman with his fist. And clearly I don't see myself upon that list, but she said, where do you want to go? How much you want to risk? I'm not looking for somebody with some superhuman gifts, some superhero.